Now look, all you got to do is lay in here and hold on to this motherfucker, all right? I'm gonna tell him I'm going in the trunk to show him the goods. When I open the trunk, you pop up and rack this motherfucker. Man, fuck that shit, I ain't finna shoot nobody. I ain't saying nothing about you shooting nobody. All you gotta do is hold on to it. They'll get the idea. Man, you must be out of your fucking mind if you think I'm finna get in this dirty-ass trunk. We ain't going nowhere but to Koreatown, man. You ain't gonna be in here no more than 10 minutes. Man, I ain't riding in no goddamn trunk for no minute, man. Why I can't ride up front with you? You can't ride up front with me. The surprise element is 90% of it. <sighs> everybody, welcome to Generation Loss, the show about movies that doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm Bryn. I'm Jeremy. And we're all in the same room with Alex Patak and David Citrick. Hello. Say hello, boys. Haha, ha, thanks for having me, Bryn. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show. It's going to be one of these. It's going to be one of these, folks. I'm in town for only a couple of days trying to cram all of my social interactions into one place, so here we are, <laughs> catching up and podcasting at the same goddamn time. Using the podcast as your social lubricant once again. <laughs> I actually had texted Jeremy two weeks ago, you want to meet up and talk about Jackie Brown? And he's like, it's an unbelievable convenience. <laughs> convenience. We were planning on covering that for the show, and I'm actually also going to be in town. <laughs> I would have flown out for it, obviously. <laughs> Make the time. It's an incredible film that teaches you what it's like to fly. <laughs> oh yeah, there is flying. There's flying, there is flying yeah. really it's off screen. Yeah. It's off screen. You, you never see, see it. it. It's skinnamarinked. <laughs> <laughs> it's just out of frame. <laughs> so this is week two of Quentin Tarantino month. Yes, uh, which is the Ju- Dark Council voted upon month. It's July, right? It is July, July currently. And Jeremy Tino. just squinted thinking about the name <laughs> so much that we all looked to see what he was staring at. <laughs> I, I thought my cat came down. No, I was trying to access the month and then try to jam it into Quentin Tarantino's name. And you, unfortunately, made a, you made a face like the cocaine bear was behind <laughs> me. And I was concerned. July and Tino. What do I we am. think of that? I think that's the best you're going to get because there's no M in Quentin Tarantino. You're absolutely right. M. There's Wait, no what M, M, like for a month. No, you want no, July. July. July and Tino. Or there's no J either. Or month and Tino. <laughs> you're equally or Tarant- shit Tarantine month. Tarantino lie? No. All right, let's take a minute and really crack this Try to think about it. Let's all have a couple seconds of silence to just think about this, We're not going to do that. I feel like this is going to end with some riff on Gia Tolentino. That's going to be really weird. Cook. Quarter tin, Terran to month. <laughs> yes, there you go. There we go. That's <laughs> it. The quartering. That's the quartering <laughs> month. Cut it. Print it. Quarter tin. So it's it's Quinn Tarantino month. And uh, last week we did True Romance, which I hate. Oh. And this month we are doing Jackie Brown. Uh, I'm saying that that way because that's how Tarantino talks when he's around black people. <laughs> 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 like a 70s pimp. Uh, and do you, do you think Sam Jackson read the script for this and would look at it and was like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> like, no, now, knowing the, the one thing I know about Sam Jackson, yes, I do think that that's all he does all the time. Do you think, do you think Quentin Tarantino calls Sam Jackson like soul brother? <laughs> now, peep this soul brother. You got a ponytail. Listen here, hemp cat. You're going to look like an anime character. <laughs> 
<laughs> Samuel okay. Jackson sitting there with the kangle and the glasses trying to be serious, and Quentin's just talking like he's a main character in a black exploitation movie from 1978. This go round, we're putting the kangle front and center. <laughs> it's pretty much a kangle based film. He's wearing kangle board shorts in this movie. <laughs> They're so cool. I know. <laughs> Their first sit down is just like, have you ever seen Ruroni Kenshin? <laughs> what, what color kangle would you get when, when you got one? Black. I would get the red one. They're totally reasonable. Mm. You'd look good in that. They pop. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. They're going to cover your hair. I think navy. Ooh, yeah, that makes sense for you. Yeah. For sure. A fly wave like a soul, brother. Mm. Ooh, a mauve. Yeah. Mm. yeah, you have hats like that. Yeah. You should get yellow. Sure, okay. Mm-hmm. That's That would Just be go a theme nuts. for me. Just go was. fucking Pop nutty it. with it. Pop it. <laughs> Matching shades. Going into the Kangol store, like, yeah, can you put a minor league baseball mascot on this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the reveal is we're actually all wearing those <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Right now. You can't see it at home, but trust. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post a picture on Twitter later this week. <laughs> um, so we're not talking about... Oh, yeah, I just wanted to mention the in the in the intro I made for this month which is just dick dale i didn't have time to actually write mm-hmm. a gen loss version of the dick dale song uh there is a clip of of quentin tarantino saying it's a great show man thanks for having me on and he's talking like that because he's on sway in the morning <laughs> he's so cool i want to be just like him <laughs> This is like <laughs> this is what everybody thinks is his best movie too. So yeah. like this is the peak of Quentin. Yeah, I used to think that. I don't think that anymore. Mm. Um, Interesting. But we'll get to that. We'll uh, get, get to, to that. that. We. This it is, is, it is. We were saying before this, like it is the Quentin Tarantino movie that has the least Quentin Tarantino bullshit in it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, uh, well. We'll have to save it. This part of the podcast is purely kangled discussion. <laughs> we do have this earmarked for about 10 more minutes. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Which way would you let it lean? So, Jeremy, <laughs> what, what, were you into anime as a kid? No, 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 no. <laughs> Well, we're going to go ahead and try and get through as much of what we watch this week before we get to the 30-minute mark so we don't do a two-hour-long podcast. So, Jeremy, did you watch anything this week? I did. I, um, so I'm I, so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's been on airplanes. I've been on airplanes. Rehearsals. I've been all over the place. Uh, but I've been staying with my mother as well, and uh, I've managed to, in several chunks, uh, watch Pulp Fiction uh, on a boomer uh, frame-smoothed TV. <laughs> oh, oh, you, didn't, you didn't turn it off? Yeah, I you can turn, turn it, it off. I, I, my mother will kill me because I'm turning off the HD. <laughs> <laughs> she likes it that way. She likes I it like... that way. She prefers it that way. It makes them look smooth. <laughs> it makes it look like you're way too high. <laughs> I, I, like, I like my movies to look like a Tyler Perry play. <laughs> <laughs> I like so, my movies uh, that look like faulty towers yeah, all the time. Yeah, it looks like um, it looks like a soap opera. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, it, it's uh, it it I will say it doesn't add anything to Pulp Fiction. Can't imagine. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what Makes it, it feel did? deeply surreal, um, <laughs> especially with a movie like Pulp Fiction that I've seen so many times in my life. To then watch it that way, you know, like the, the, you have like the the version of it in your head that you remember, and then you're watching it like that, and it, it it's um deeply disturbing um Isn't otherwise it? i i would say uh great movie i like it a lot it's still good mm-hmm. it's yeah. still pretty fucking good yeah uh it's one of those movies like um uh like beetlejuice 
where oh, yeah. you kind of see it and you see how much shit is all crammed into it and like crammed well and you're like damn this is just some shit a guy thought about <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty impressive you wow know? that's well crammed you say you did a good film. job cramming quentin <laughs> excellent cram quentin <laughs> two guys actually because roger avery wrote that's right R- roger yeah. avery wrote may it. i say this Please. Isn't it crazy $5 for a milkshake used to seem unbelievable? That did really stand out this time. Milkshakes yeah. are oh, around yeah. $45 now. <laughs> <laughs> Minimum. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you go to a diner and get a milkshake, I'm ex- in New York City at least. I mean, you're expecting to play at least, what, like eight, like nine? Seven, eight. Yeah. 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 yeah with tax tip, you just got to count 10 in there. And then if it's mm-hmm. like a fancy milkshake, it, mm-hmm. could, it could actually be more than that. <laughs> and then also, if you're just ordering a milkshake that's kind of weird i feel like you're expected to also get a yeah. side of some kind this, mm. this happened last night me chris and our friend tony were at the diner and me and chris got dinner and After uh, the, and, and the yeah, draft and uh and tony sat down and he was like i already ate i think i'll just have a milkshake which is very funny to me because i was like yeah i already ate dinner i'm just gonna drink 1500 calories <laughs> <laughs> just gonna keep it light yeah. <laughs> with the worst thing you can put in your body more or less i'm gonna just sit here and have the thing that made fat mac on it's always Sunny. <laughs> I'm going back to 50s high school, so I gotta get these. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the the scene that always stands out to people that gets brought up a lot is is uh, after they shoot Marvin and they go to Quentin Tarantino's house and he he fires off a whole bunch of n words, whole bunch of ends. Uh, the one that doesn't really get brought up a lot though is when Vincent is buying heroin from the ginger guy. That guy fires off a whole bunch of them too, and they are way worse. Yeah, he, like he like positions himself as well. You know, like Quentin at least is like kind of using it as if he thinks he's black and he's just kind of using it as a stand-in for guy. <laughs> like, uh, in the in the heroin buying scene, that guy positions himself specifically as saying, like, I'm white, okay? Yeah. And white people know this is good heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using it the racist way. Yeah. <laughs> A power N. Um, <laughs> also, another very interesting thing from viewing on my mother's TV, which also always has closed captioning on because her hearing isn't so great anymore. Um all n-words across all <laughs> movies <laughs> including when uh, sam jackson uses them are written as hard r i noticed so, that oh, i watched no. i watched jackie brown yeah and all of them are like that and it's, it's really sam jackson intense. is saying them and he's like why is this like, like this? that's it's, not how he's saying it's it. not, it's not how he's saying, saying it there's it's, like it's so, culturally very different he's saying it in a cool way <laughs> some shitty racist at the closed captioning company just typing out like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love the time of his that. life <laughs> Put loving coming like, in. sitting here going like they won't let me say it, but I can type it. Like he's, he's just coming home from work every day, and his wife is like, "How was work today?" And he's like, "A delight, just really great." Happy to see you, honey. That's how many like, has a hop in his step on his way home. She's like, "Is something going on?" It's just on? like they're, she thinks he's having an affair. Yeah. Their, their, their family home life was terrible. He was abusive before yeah. he got this job, and now he just has this outlet, and yeah. everything is like peachy. It's like a, it's be, leave it to Beaver now. Like, All I need is twenty pounds. Power ends a week. <laughs> this is basically a come town bit. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that guy's racist. Anyway, uh, uh, so so Pill Fiction is good. It's great. It's, it's really, really great. Good. Yeah, and we're probably not going to watch that for the. Probably year. not going to watch everybody it. You're knows. narrowing down what we're going to watch. That's true. Yes, <laughs> I do think we have to make up our minds probably today. I, oh. I'm down to decide. After this. What's it going to be? We'll tell that you later. Don't tell me now. I won't tell you <laughs> it's now. It's going to be Hateful Eight. No, I don't know. No, hey, Hateful Eight's already been picked. Oh. 
What else yeah. has already been picked? Hateful Eight and uh, Django, right? It's crazy how yeah, long Hateful Eight is. I think it's It's those. so long. It's so I saw long. it in theaters. I did too. And I me remember too. just being like, it's like I live here. It's like you know? Hateful it's like Eight. Four <laughs> hours. And it was like me and my buddies who I hadn't seen for like a while. And we were like catching up. We were like, let's go catch a fucking movie together. And then we all went and watched it. And like, it's hours later. And we're all just like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> there's, an it's in- there's an intermission baked in, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. an actual one. Like, yeah, leave they, for they 10 want minutes. They want you to leave and go back. It's That's 10 so minutes cool. long. I love that he does shit like that. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Uh, speaking of intermission, I watched uh, Asteroid City this week. Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. The new Wes. Meow. Yeah. And 2023 has been crazy for movies. We got a new Aerie that I think mm. was his best movie. Now we got, I think, probably the best Wes Anderson movie I've ever seen. Wow. Um, I think I, I, I had an experience like I haven't had since I was in high school. Wait. I just caught what you think you Bo is afraid is you think the best Ari Aster movie? I, I, I'm being a little hyperbolic with I that. I okay. like Bo is afraid. But it's so I fucking like it a lot. It's good. <laughs> I, I think I would rather have watched uh Rather than watching that movie, I think I would really have preferred watching his mother watch that movie. Mm. Uh, I thought you were going to say I would have preferred watching Hereditary twice. No, but... <laughs> I, I really enjoyed Bo is Afraid. And I, we talked about this last week. I thought it was very funny and very yeah, yeah. watchable. And mm-hmm. and I wanted to watch it again basically immediately. And I had, I had an experience with Asteroid City like I haven't had since I was in high school. It was just like smiling from ear to wow. ear. Mm. And then like... I cried in the movie like it, I was just like bursting with emotions and I think it's like his most interesting politically uh, historically it, the acting is hilarious it's the one of the funniest ones he's done it's kind of Asteroid interesting I had, that same, I had that same reaction to watching Ant-Man 3 Quantumania that's crazy <laughs> You loved it. Some of <laughs> Ant-Man's best work oh, God. yet. <laughs> you got directed felt, by Ant-Man. Get so big and so small. <laughs> so small. Like, like us all, really. <laughs> so small he goes into a quantum don't land? Don't we all I don't get know so big and so small? <laughs> we start small and we get big, David. That's true. That's and how then we works. go back to being small. Did anyone else see Asteroid City? I, no, I wanted I to. to. I have not seen it yet, though. Yeah. Um, isn't it interesting that Wes Anderson, he make you want to wear a beret. Quentin Tarantino, he make you want to wear a cane. Okay. <laughs> mm, very I, interesting. Kind of like I a would never wear fire a and water. I type. saw a guy at the pizza Why place not? today with a uh, Team Zisu uh, tattoo on his leg. Sure. He had the flag. He had the flag. Nice. Thank you for your fucked. service. <laughs> you don't like that. I think that's fucked. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> don't be doing shit like that, folks. I like Team Zisu hat. Yeah, a hat. Get a the hat. Red hat. Don't yeah. permanently put something on your body from a movie. He loves it. I saw Vince Staples a few years ago, and he opened his concert by playing all of Life Aquatic fast-forwarded backwards. <laughs> what? <laughs> like a whole movie. It took like uh, 10 minutes or so. That's very bizarre. It took I a while a... to be like, is that Steve Zissou? <laughs> I have a movie tattoo. You do? You do? Uh-huh. What do you got? It's the Eraserhead baby. Oh. Yeah, but that's cool. Do you want to know? <laughs> no, I got this. It's not. Tattoo. It's not a symbol from the movie. Yeah, it's, it's not. not a, it's I, I also don't like when it's just like the cover of a racer head. It's mm. just like his face or whatever. I'm yeah. like, fuck off. That's I actually stupid. was just thinking about this because I saw somebody wearing a Pulp Fiction uh, shirt, and it was just the DVD cover of no. Pulp Fiction. I'm like, that's fucking lame, it's dude. Lame. Yeah. I don't I don't care for that shit. And Pulp Fiction gets a lot of that. A guy I work with has a Pulp Fiction shirt that he wears on set all the time and I have to like fucking answer for him. <laughs> People are like, what is this guy's, what is this guy's fucking deal? Is he in college? <laughs> Did he just get out of film school? Sorry, the sublime t shirt was in the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you got to be careful with stuff like that. Like, you don't. I see a lot of people wearing like A twenty four merch around mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't that. care for that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I do like A twenty four, and I actually have a um a rolling tray yeah. from them. Um, I like some of they their merch. They do make good merch. Yeah, their they, merch is okay. They've but got like, cool beach just towels. Just wearing a fucking A twenty four hat, I'm like. You either work for them or I was about to say they might work for them in this neighborhood. That's a real possibility. I mean, I have a friend who worked for them for a while, so they have something like that. That might be from a function. That's fine. We should find this person and interrogate them about their employment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, otherwise burn their hat. Are you on the team? (laughs) This happens in my neighborhood with Smiling Pizza. People want to know if you bought that or just worked at Smiling Pizza. Do they sell merch there? Uh, they don't, but you can flirt with the guy and get some. Oh, you're I my see. neighbor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Love to flirt with a guy and get some. Am I right, folks? <laughs> <laughs> David. <laughs> <laughs> Who amongst us? <laughs> We're trying to have a hat discussion. <laughs> All right, Alex, what did you watch this week? I'm glad you asked. I was in Japan and I watched the Tokyo Revengers. You see, everywhere I went, there was advertisements <laughs> and posters and merchandise and paraphernalia of the Tokyo Revengers, which are like, um, it, essentially, even if you haven't seen the show, you probably know all what this is about because it's like a bunch of delinquent boys and they're doing like boy mafia to okay. each other where they like fist fight in the streets. Uh-huh. It's a film um, or a show? It's a show. Oh, okay. okay. It's a show, and in that way, it's a series of short films. Oh, is it uh, an anime or is it live it's action? It's an anime. Okay. Of course. Folks, um, welcome to Ballin' Out Super. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, these boys, they really let each other have it. Uh, <laughs> the main. This is something I enjoy. The main character's power is. Uh, are you just playing the trailer for Tokyo Revengers in Japanese on a podcast? <laughs> they can't hear it. They can't uh, hear it. Oh, we can hear it. So it's even better, oh, so I we see. all okay. pause to watch it. <laughs> Super distracting. Oh, for that me. guy's got a scar. Yeah, interesting. They, oh, hey, it's the bad lady from John Wick 3. Anyway, so the show is essentially like an uh, isekai other world thing where sure. the, the uh, it takes place in 2017, but the guy figures out he can travel back in time to 2005 to when he was a delinquent and relive mm. his life better as a gang member. Okay. Only 10 years and ago? Keeps tra- yeah, or 12 years year? previous. Wow, ripping off the plot of the new Flash movie. Yeah, he's pretty much the Flash, but instead of beating, winning a fight ever, he like shows up and cries and that's his superpower. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then people, like strong guys are like, you really expressed yourself well there and you're part of my gang now. <laughs> um, this sounds really stupid. It's awesome. It's <laughs> so good it's way better than i expected it to be i watched the whole first season in like a few days uh what the one the main tough guy is like the coded white guy and his name's mikey <laughs> <laughs> I like how they make all these guys actually look like tough little pieces of shit you know like i yeah. feel like a lot of times in anime they'll just be like this is the toughest gang around and they all look like just anime guys yeah they all look, they look like they're in middle school and this is the thing is like i was like all right i'm in tokyo right now where are the revengers yeah i don't see any like thug children around here in the way that like i'm told it happens all the time and then the other thing too is all the styles for the young cool boys is very 2020s very late 2010s they have like rihanna fades and like uh uh, 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 like things carved into their hair and stuff. Yeah. Like Mikey's best friend is named Draken, and he just looks like Macklemore. And it's like no one in 2005 looked like this. I don't care how many men you've stabbed. Yeah, I guess like the carving stuff into the side of your head sort of deal. Like the little like designs Fades. in the yeah. side of your hair is is 
well fades but also like the the designs like the yeah. full designs i feel like that's been a thing since like the 90s I, I, you um, know at least what? for black people. I don't know about anybody else. But. I don't know about Revengers, but apparently it was all over Japan at the time. Mm. And uh, yeah, the show's dumb as hell, and it's awesome. Yeah. I can't recommend <laughs> it highly enough. <laughs> also, just look out on the street for middle school Japanese children, because they're very dangerous. Is that a thing like in Japan, though? Do they really have street gangs so like I've been that? looking this up, and it's pretty much like, no. <laughs> This so is this a lie. This is an American. Manga thing. authors tell each other <laughs> because it's really cool. It's interesting, and you get it's like I mean, it's like in um, it's like in Trigun how like Trigun's friend uh, is a priest. Yes, you know that's how they treat like juvenile delinquency, where they're like, we don't have that problem, but wouldn't it be interesting? Wouldn't it be cool if we did? We did for a while in the fifties, and we haven't had any better ideas. Yeah, <laughs> what, I mean, what's up with like like the yakuza? Like, is that still a thing? So like, it are is there, a like, thing, yakuza. and you, you like get a lot of those from the kid gangs but like this thing where there's like 250 boy fights in a parking lot mm. and they all bring their own coded weapons or whatever oh, that sure. is like not real well sure that's i mean i wouldn't <laughs> guess it's like watching the warriors and thinking that like you know new york gangs were like that was- the warriors <laughs> is a perfect analogy for what the show what are you is talking about? So good. i was walking through central park the other day and i got attacked by a group of men in baseball uniforms <laughs> with bats okay yeah the the do you think all this comes from a Akira? Akira? I, I, there's Akira? like a lot of parallel media that's just the same thing of like delinquent children. They're in gangs. They also, all dress as clowns. Because it's an anime, it has the like uplifting human spirit thing where it's like, we're making a gang, but we're good guys. We just want to <laughs> do what's right. Anyway, uh, the clowns just raped a girl to death. <laughs> And we're going to go absorb them because we want to be the best. <laughs> and then it's never addressed later. Like, are those guys are all in your gang now? Like, that's is, that the, <laughs> is that the terms of the gang shit? That, like, is it like like they, they want to be the best? Yeah, like, they have like, to be Sakai. We want to be the best gang. They have to be number one. Mm-hmm. And then the main guy who cries all the time, he has to be number one of the number one gang, even though he can't fight. And it's like, but you don't do anything. <laughs> but do, do they ever delve into like what the like economics of this? Like, are they like in the drug? trade are well, they it like cuts forward because he keeps time traveling in uh-huh. a way that is makes zero sense uh <laughs> he keeps time traveling and like eventually he uh gets further into the gang and then it's like yeah by the way we're selling drugs and we have uh shell businesses and stuff but then as a kid and he's just like we uh we beat up boys for our money and mm-hmm. they have they have pocket change and we all bought sure. jackets and it's, that's what this is all about. It's a gang funded entirely by lunch money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but not of innocence, just mm. of bad guys. <laughs> all right, Citric, what did you watch? Um, I can't remember if it was this week because time is dilating, but I did see the new uh, Spider Verse movie. Ooh, uh, oh, that's yeah, we talked about. That. I would love that to talk more about it. Episode of television. A couple of people <laughs> have been a little upset about our take on Spider Verse. No, I just want to say something about that. <laughs> you can't be mad at me for not liking a movie. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> well within my rights to do. I, wow, I, you you can like it. It's fine if yeah. you like it. I'm not saying it's an evil movie. Mm. I just think it's pretty poorly written. I am. Written I'm saying it's fire. an evil movie. I thought I, <laughs> I mean fire for calling Spider-Man cringe and gay. <laughs> I I enjoyed watching it. I think it was fine. I think it is. I, I walked out of it. I was I, my girlfriend and I were talking. I I do think it is like emblematic of like the thing that. 
this this fucking Lord and Taylor like sort of approach to movie writing where like everything now is just like, oh hey make it sound like the Lego movie and it's gonna work mm. you know and so we're just gonna see like yes. uh, especially as people get sick of Marvel movies as people get sick of like the Pixar aesthetic and all of the stuff we're gonna be, oh this is the thing that we haven't beaten into the ground yet now we have Ninja Turtles that looks like I'm just sort of it's so bleak mm. that yeah. I really it it's really just, bummed me out a little bit the but, tone is so cynical yeah. It was. It was. I enjoyed the movie until I walked out of it and thought about like what it means for movies, and I yes. was like, ugh. And then the other, everyone compared it to Dune. Everyone was like, "Well, Dune is doesn't end, and is clearly just one that part of the movie." That is also stupid. It's stupid, but I will say, I accept it more because they announced that's what was going to happen. Mm, like they were Jim. really upfront up about it. It's like we're going to make two movies. We're going to release them separately. This is part but one. This is what we're doing. This is because we can't make a six-hour movie. Yes, because the studios won't let I'm us. I'm acknowledging that. Rip. This is I, this. This is not. No, we already did that when Doom One came out. Uh, I, I'm, I'm regurgitating a point Matt Chrisman made on his stream, but it is like a real thing where it's just like everything is turning into prestige television now. Mm-hmm. Where right. it's just like all these like you can just you can do this because like people are so trained to uh, oh you're just going to stop this thing at a middle point and fake the end and have that be like it's an actual movie like no fuck mm. that like i do i think it's a bad precedent to set that like you can just like surprise people with a this is a trilogy now and it's yeah. it's it's bloated it's like you all these movies have like at least 20 minutes of fat on them that don't need to be in there it's just like, i think it's i think for me it was extra disappointing because spider-verse one is so good and so mm-hmm. pure and this like weird thing that kind of just like felt like it escaped yeah. and like yeah. got through all of that stuff by making a, a small movie that had all these interesting aesthetic choices and then it just felt like it was immediately kind of like taken over by the blob for the was, second movie was and it I was you like, that oh. I, saw, I saw someone on twitter that like said something like that and the and got a response from like the direct like the comic book guy it was or, me, it yeah. was okay yeah yeah and i thought that conversation your was secret alt account it's my flesh and blood account <laughs> <laughs> that's why Dave flesh and blood and also shitting on movies account <laughs> yeah yeah well oh, wow. dan slot dan slot the writer of the original spider-verse comic was talking about the movie and I was saying that I, mm. I just replied and then he like earnestly replied to me for like 10 replies. Damn. Um, wow. So and- that's kind of Bryn's spider verse is that she has two <laughs> Twitter accounts. <laughs> that's right. I actually have way more than that, but uh, we will talk about that <laughs> on the show. Um, but yeah, so you didn't like it or did you like it? I, I again, I enjoyed the experience of watching it. I think it set it, it like reveals some pretty bleak indicators about just like where movies and entertainment are heading and uh that bummed me out but like that happens every time you watch a fucking movie now so i respect mr spider-man but he sets a dangerous precedent (laughs) exactly true that is true did you see spider-verse uh no i'm tired of verses Mm. why are you trying to go speak on it brother all the time speak on it soul brother why don't you why don't you go ahead wear your kangle hat something (laughs) nobody's ever seen spider-man wear a kangle hat and it might look pretty nice you can wear it all kinds of ways yeah that would actually make a lot of backwards you wear forwards you wear it Cock to the side. <laughs> Depends on your day. Maybe that's the like, sad Spider-Man. Now. I feel He's like I have side. seen Spider-Man wear a kangle I hat. actually, yeah, for whatever reason, you it really me. is just like in my head right <laughs> you now. You show me that. Spider-Man in a kangle. I bet they will show at some point in That the sounds next like movie. some Andrew Garfield-ass Spider-Man. No, I'll take <laughs> no, the, no, let's no, take I, the time. I'm going to say that I would bet 
that in the next Spider-Verse movie, if there is a flashback of Miles Morales' dad, that in the flashback he's wearing a Kangol hat. Wow. Now I'm noticing... Oh my god. Okay, no, so I'm they not, make I'm... Spider-Man Kangol hats. No, they don't. There's a lot of bucket hats. Those I'm are, not yeah. seeing any official Spider-Kangles. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do like that you search Spider-Man Kangol hat and like in the fifth row is just pictures of Sam Jackson. Sam, you got, he's <laughs> Mr. He might as well be like Samuel Kangol. He's Mr. Too damn Kangol. I, I hope he is on their payroll. Like, Jesus. He is. I actually yeah. just watched a uh, He's sponsored by Gangle. <laughs> a sneaker shopping with him, mm-hmm. uh, and he talked about why he doesn't wear Nikes, and he's only he, he's a Reebok guy, okay. um, and then he's like agent's husband or something like was the marketing director for Kangle and just oh, wow. like gave him some and then they cut him in pretty early like in the 90s yeah, so that's yeah. why he was always wearing them. Oh wow, Mr. Jackson, you have or have not been purchased by Big Kangle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still don't see one. Yeah, we're not seeing. All it. right, thanks. I really, I don't know why I'm really picturing it so well. I feel it's, a, it's it's so, so clear. obvious. Yeah, uh, because his head is so bald. His head is so bald. Yeah, I feel it's kind of like lopsided and like uh, like a little too fluffy. <sighs> Damn. Um, they well, should really I don't consider know what either of you that. were talking about. We'll I've never it. seen Spider-Man <laughs> in a gangle. He's never worn one. Me and He's already wearing a mask. Similar imagination. We have a, we have a, we have a sort of a uh, uh, a what the, what do they call it? The Mandela Spider effect verse. thing happening here. Yes, where we're remembering a different Spider-Verse. Where you remember Nelson happened. Mandela wearing a gangle? We've done a Spider-Verse <laughs> shift, and we are remembering a different Spider-Verse. Yes, when where Spider-Man Nelson Mandela wore a kangle hat when he met David Beckham. You ever seen those pictures of when when Nelson Mandela met David Beckham? and David Beckham has like cornrows. <laughs> <laughs> She's a white guy with like earnest cornrows yeah. standing next to Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Look at that. Pull it up. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> uh, See, the thing Mandela. is, you're Nelson Mandela. You can't say anything because he's just so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, I can't believe I'm meeting God. Bex himself. He's Nelson do- Mandela crushing pussy. He's doing incredible work for Nelson the cornrows community. Look at that. Look at him. He looks like he just got back from the Bahamas. He yeah. looks like fucking riffraff. Like, <laughs> he looks like a little white girl who went on vacation. <laughs> I, got, I got beads in my hair. I got beads. Uh, I went on a cruise to the Bahamas and I got beads. How Beck got his groove back. I think he's earned those. He's earned those with all his soccer goals. And look, they like have like multiple shoots on the same day. <laughs> They're in different environments, taking different pictures. These two really hit it off. So the only hairstyle David Beckham regrets is when he met Nelson. Uh, <laughs> Maybe this was not appropriate. Actually, you know what the thing is? Is like you get, uh, uh, you get your haircut, okay. and then they, your agent tells you after. By the way, this is the week you're meeting Nelson Mandela, and you're mm. like, oh. No. <laughs> is, is what am this? I gonna do? They're Shave my head? What What is the more embarrassing hair decision? David Beckham with that hairstyle, or Michael Jordan with the Hitler mustache? Mm. Oh. Michael Jordan is allowed. Yeah. Michael Jordan is allowed to have a Hitler He's mustache. Allowed. I can see what he was going for. I, I, I need the logic, where his I need head the was logic of why David Michael Beckham. Jordan is allowed a Hitler mustache. David Beckham and Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan have very similar allow for haircut passes of yeah, being yeah. sports guys. Yeah, they are the same dude. But, <laughs> but the difference is, I think that David Beckham like wasn't trying to reclaim cornrows for white people necessarily. Like it feels like I feel like the the Hitler mustache Michael Jordan was trying to do was was, was trying to be like, what if somebody. Else I'm reclaiming Hitler for black people. Because <laughs> it's a, different. No, all, all black people 
all black people can have can have the cornrows, but only Hitler can have the mustache. I, and one guy hogging a whole mustache is it's unfair. It as is I respect Michael as Jordan I mean, for trying. I, I guess it work, is, but he was trying something as noble. As a community, we love Charlie Chaplin, <laughs> <laughs> and he had the soul patch. A lot of people forget that he had oh, the yeah. soul patch too. So it was sort of a a, Ooh, a slightly that is an interesting look. A slightly I must say, different look. Just in drawing you in for a kiss in a different universe. <laughs> He's in a Hanes commercial. Honestly, I think that it, it that's I think it debuted in the commercial. That's yeah, hilarious. I, I think that if if he had a more thicker and better mustache, I think his mustache actually is it's, just kind of bad. It's a pretty weak mustache. He's got a yeah. If he had a thicker and better mustache, I think he could have pulled this off. Mm. Anyway, huh. it, we're, this is a <laughs> nice. You're saying if it was more Hitler-like, yes. he could have. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. I think so because it, it almost feels like it's not proud enough. He's not like I'm. Mm. I, it, it's yeah. not strong enough. Interesting. Yeah, it looks like he's kind of only doing it as a joke in the middle of shaving. Yes. Yeah. It, it like we all like do. An, like yeah, an yeah, accident yeah. or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like you, you go, you go to shit, you go, you get rid of the fuck off beard that you have, mm-hmm. and you go down to like the the, the white trash field, sideburns. Yeah. You do a couple funny you variations that, on your way towards yeah, shaving exactly. it all. You do the the um, the Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, eventually that goes to just like the fucking truck driver mustache. Yeah, no. yeah. Yourself, and then you do Hel- Hitler, yeah. and then you do Hitler. On you your way. It's, Hitler. it's really the yeah, it's the coda. Make a stop <laughs> at Hitler, you won't regret it. It's the coda. It's the children of death. Yes, and uh, that's how uh, Chris landed on having a being a mustache guy. Mm. Because Michael Jordan had a Hitler mustache. No, no, Uh, because because of the funny ones on the way. Uh, Was he a beard man before? Yeah. This yeah. is fascinating. No, Bryn went through, and uh, Bryn and Chris showed me a bunch of like Chris facial hair through the years. And uh, this is boy, Mountain Chris. It's uh, <laughs> man, uh, Teen Chris, unrecognizable as oh, from, yeah. from interesting. Today. Looks yeah. like an American Psycho uh, uh, side character. He doesn't like to talk about. It. He was in the Tokyo Revengers at the time. <laughs> like <laughs> teen, teen Chris with like a couple of notches out of his eyebrow. <laughs> Teen Chris Chris could have played a character on the CW Gotham. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just picturing him with like like a little dirt, like a little dirt lip mustache and a couple notches. Six earrings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way up his ear. The bucket hat. I'm not (laughs) teenage Chris, and I'm saying yare, yare. All right, we simply must get to our feature presentation. Teen Chris could have played young like baby Jared Leto in a 30 seconds to Mars video. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, this is our feature presentation. It is Jackie Brown, directed by Quinn Tarantino, starring Samuel L. Jackson, Pam Greer, uh fucking Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro in his Bridget only Fonda. uh in his only Quentin movie, right? Yeah, I guess they uh, we get a little uh, looking, looking at Robert De Niro in this movie is like the starkest reminder that this movie is like thirty years old because mm-hmm. it is like wow he looks like eerily close to my age like not yes. not close yeah, at yeah, all yeah. but like he looks like shit is he like fifty yeah, five yeah. in this no yeah. he's in his late forties here's the th- no. I, here's two things I love about this movie I love that everyone is forty five for mm-hmm. some reason I do also like that like there's, yeah. there's no a nice movies like, where everyone's yeah, yeah. a little yes. like a little uh, romance where the la- the last two romances uh, they're in their fifties yeah Pam yeah. yeah. Greer and whoever plays Max Robert Forster and they yeah, talk yeah. about it a little bit but it's not like played up for gags or whatever this no. is this it, is a very dumb question oh sorry go ahead no. well the last thing I'll say is are there any other movies 
movies where Robert De Niro is a, a creep loser. Like this he is, is in this. He's so good at it. This was my biggest uh, my biggest thing that I took away from this was like how big of an achievement it is to have Robert De Niro and Samuel L. Jackson, like two of the coolest guys in movies, both be so fucking lame. <laughs> and, like, absolute fucking losers that you're just like, damn. Like, I hope these guys lose. They suck. They're but so bad. Robert De Niro is 54 in this movie. Wow. Oh, okay. My bad. He has uh, an all-timer sex scene in this. <laughs> it's maybe the best sex scene in all of film. Oh, man. He doesn't even do a funny, like, oh. It's just him, and he's like, it's like a horse sighing. He's just like. <laughs> <laughs> he like and he has a, a smoker's cough. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like he's, he sounds like he's going to have a heart attack. I yeah. love that. It's <laughs> so good. This is a very dumb question, but what else was Robert Forster in? I'm completely bank, blanking on that. Let's Robert Forster is a uh, he, he's a big he, he's a big actor. But, he turned uh, into Eugene Levy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's in the Delta Force. He's in uh, the Black Hole, the Disney movie. No. Nope. He's in Medium Cool, the John. Cas- oh, uh, who, who directed that movie? Uh, oh, Haskell Wexler. These are all big hits for David, by the way. Big <laughs> hits. He's going nuts at these. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it at home, but he's he's like slapping his knee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, of the, course. We love those we movies. We said the black hole. His eyes lit up. Maniac Cop 3. You ever see no. a oh, Maniac Cop 3? That was it. Uh, you, ever, course, you ever see yeah. a dog when you rub its belly and its leg gets going? That's what <laughs> David's doing right now as he recognizes the names of these movies. Now, I'm only familiar with Maniac Cop 1 and 2. Can I follow the events of Maniac Cop 3? <laughs> I think he's maybe some of the later stuff like stocking moon reflections saw, in a we all remember reflections I, I, in a golden eye i saw he was in <laughs> me myself and irene which Come are on, you never oh. seen a john huston movie before no <laughs> yeah this is a this is a quinn tarantino type guy he's in yes. a lot of like sort of sort of like uh like 70s yeah yeah mm-hmm. gems mm-hmm. um he's in a lot of gems that weren't big he has a classic Big Hollywood hits. face. He has like a box face. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the movie is about Jackie Brown is a I know that's right airline stewardess. Uh, she she is on some sort of Mexican airline. Yeah, Cabo. She goes Cabo. between Cabo and L.A. I back and forth. I know it's not the name of the airline, but I want to say Hamas. I want to say the name <laughs> of the airline. Hamas. You just want to say the word Hamas? I just want to say that on the I record. think it was Cabo Air. It's yeah, Cabo yeah, Air. Air Cabo. Oh, I was close. So, so Jackie <laughs> Brown... Very funny for Cabo to have an entire airline to yeah. itself. Uh-huh. Like, boy, it, you can tell the industry's really consolidated. It's explicitly for trafficking drugs and money. <laughs> it feels very Looney Tunes, like someplace yeah. Bugs Bunny would go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to take all these golden carrots and we're going to Cabo. I made a Cabo So, Jackie Brown is a flight attendant, and she um, smuggles back in $50,000 into the United States. She gets uh, stopped by the ATF. Including Michael Keaton and the guy who goes on to play Buck in Kill Bill. That's right. These are top white guy cop actors. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking at these guys going like, that's what they're like. That's what they be like. That's what they're like. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember what that guy's name is. Is that Michael Bowen? No. He's LAPD. Hmm. Uh, anyway. I looked this up earlier, but I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. So, so they fucker. stop her. He's not even the main ATF guy, Michael Keaton. Michael is. Keaton, yeah. he's so handsome. And we hate him every time he's on screen. Mm-hmm. He's so annoying. We're always, we're always screaming at the screen and throwing I things at think, it. Fuck you, man. Very 90s hairline on him in this one. Mm-hmm. So they... Real. Sorry? No, go for it. So they bust Jackie Brown <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, 
Uh, at the same time, we're seeing Samuel Jackson get Chris Tucker out of jail. Uh, Chris Tucker is an associate of his, and he pays his bail, and then he goes and kills him. I was and about to say, you're watching this, you're thinking, oh boy, Chris Tucker, strap in for a strap hour in and for a half a fun time. time. <laughs> oh, never mind, he's gone. Not, not, a, lot of, of the film. not a lot of survival instinct on that Chris Tucker character. Yeah, he gets into, the, <laughs> gets into the trunk when Sam Jackson just has this like loose little story where he's like, we're going to go, and you're going to pop out of the trunk and scare him with this gun. <laughs> the surprise yeah, is 90% of it he keeps saying i'd have a lot of questions yeah be like why are they gonna be armed why do you want me to get in a gunfight this with movie is so funny by the way <laughs> yeah like all of the little jokes in it are very funny and they're yes. never like you can tell that this man has never set out to do a comedy because this is like the wackiest it ever gets or very straight conversation straightforward conversations of like why you have to get in a trunk mm-hmm. with everyone on board <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I think Death Proof has some funny stuff. I'm trying to remember now. I mean, he's never. It's never just like this is I a mean, comedy. There's, yeah, there's, there's like, the the uh, the yakuza that uh, Uma Thurman spanks in Kill Bill Part One. Yeah, that's yeah. Pretty wacky. you get little moments of wackiness yeah, yeah. in other movies. This is the only one that like straight through has a lot of good. Actually, I remember. Uh, I remember the good parts of uh, Once Upon a Time in I Hollywood. I would say yeah, being mm. very funny. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So um, the one joke he keeps going for that, which is Brad Pitt killing his wife, and he's very yeah. much like, "This is the funny part, everyone." <laughs> Imagine if you had to kill a bitch. <laughs> so Odell is Samuel Jackson. He is a gun, d- d- an arms dealer. He's an arms he's dealer who looks like he's an anime protagonist. Yeah, he's got, he's a, got a big perm. ponytail and a like weird little rat tail <laughs> beard. Yeah, he, he, he has a completely same... like bleached perm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. It's completely straight. It's the same haircut he has in Django Unchained, minus the beard. It's like really? long, flowing, straight hair. Mm. <laughs> it goes like down to his shoulders. Yeah, it, he has Weird. he has hair situation that does feel like uh, how Toriyama would draw a black person in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has a he's a string beard. I love that. There he, is a he looks there, like the, there is an android character who has this hair. Yeah, uh, I don't know who it is, but I've definitely it's seen. an early one. It's like an it's like a single digit android. I feel. Oh really? Oh, okay. My final comment mm. on the beard is he'd be looking like the guitarist from System of a Down. Yes. yes. Yeah, he has yeah. a yeah. Very much. Mm-hmm. ponytail beard. No, I was going to say a little bit of both, because Darren Malakian had the long straight hair, and then the, the bassist had the beard. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So yeah, he gets, yeah, he's yeah. got a little bit of all of them. Little, he's like pretty much all of System of a <laughs> yeah. Down, this guy. Yeah, but not, not Armenian. <laughs> but no. not Armenian. Uh, but maybe. <laughs> we no, don't, that we because they don't know. That was the pitch for the film. This is a down minus Armenian, and then be like <laughs> just pointing at the board, waiting for money. <laughs> so uh, Samuel Jackson is an arms dealer who is smuggling money and arms from Mexico and he Chris Tucker gets arrested and so he has to bail him out so he can kill him uh, so he gives a uh, $10,000 to Max who is a bail bondsman um, who is kind of his friend kind of his client yeah. like they have a weird relationship where he he's like yeah, Max Kinda is like on it, but Max seems like he's kind of like an ex-cop, but he's a little bit crooked now. But like, not super crooked. He's not really like getting involved in anything. But he's kind of looking the other way on it. He very clearly knows what's up with Samuel Jackson, but he's like, whatever. Like, yeah, that's the yeah, thing yeah. is like he he gets the bail bond for Chris Tucker, and then the next day Chris Tucker's dead. It's very obvious from then on. He's like, I know who did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love the, I love the interaction between them at that point where like Sam Jackson's like, oh, you think you know what's going on? He's like, well, if I had 
had to guess, you're probably in the drug trade, but the money's going the wrong way. So I don't know what you're selling, but it's not good. But you seem to be getting away with it. So more, <laughs> good power, to you. more power to you. <laughs> He's cool. He's like a weird dad who actually is kind of like the kindest and like most reasonable guy in the movie. Yeah. And he's um, madly in love with Jackie Brown. He's madly in love with Jackie Immedi- Brown. He does okay, some so serious yearning in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And big it's pretty great. <laughs> so meanwhile, Robert De Niro is an ex or a con who is just getting out of prison for after, after four years for bank ro- or attempted bank robbery, apparently. And he does very little in this movie. He does almost Except nothing. just be pathetic. And it's kind of great. <laughs> I, I like having it. him there doing that. He takes around. He follows around uh, Ordell. He fucks his... Ordell's girlfriend. Yeah, he gets high with Ordell's girlfriend, fucks her very poorly, and then gets high with her more. Who and- is Bridget Fonda, who had a very promising career and then married Danny Elfman and then just stopped being in movies. Wow. Interesting. Um, she got what she wanted. According to her Wikipedia, she focused on family life. And mm, so she probably she just, became the elf woman. I think she actually sure. probably just does what she does <laughs> she in this a, movie. She did a Rick Moranis. <laughs> I just want to confirm yes. she did become the elf woman. <laughs> <laughs> now we can move on. Um, <laughs> just real quick, has have any of you guys read the Elmore Leonard book this is based on? Rum Punch? Yeah, yeah. No. no. Uh, oh, yeah, what's, what's fascinating about the uh, Robert De Niro character in this movie is that in the book he is written exactly that way. He's just like a guy that who's like narrating. He walks out of prison. And he's just sort of like, yeah, I'm kind of a piece of shit. And then he sits <laughs> around and he's just kind of like a cool, likable dude who seems to be trying to do the right thing until he gets mad at this woman and shoots her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how, like how how closely does the book like align um, to this? Basically, it is the exact same book, except in the book, Jackie is white. Is a white blonde ah. lady. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. But otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, it is literally the exact same thing. Wow. And like the dialogue is like this too, or pretty what? much. Yeah. I mean, well, they Elmore like, Leonard kind of has they that. Pam Greer it up for mm-hmm. sure. I was about to say because Pam Greer, she was Foxy Brown, and then this is Jackie Brown. Right. And mm-hmm. I, there's a little connection but yeah, there. Other other than that, it is like it is beat for beat. Uh, there might even be some dialogue that is like directly ripped from the book. It's uh, interesting because this is Quentin Tarantino's only admitted adaptation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where he just like took a book and. Made Made the movie um everything else he claims to have written although everything else is based off of other things of course right, but yeah. mixed together as we talked about last week yeah. um and this really doesn't feel very mixed together with very much except for like kind of the frosting of black exploitation yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. like in place in like the fonts yeah so yeah. good <laughs> which is nice um so anyway meanwhile and like in the way that like the music interacts with it and whatever true, true. there's a lot of like there's a lot of shots of just like watching Jackie like walk with like big huge steps as like some fucking like wah wah guitar I, I, I goes behind saying, her and the, stuff. The, the book doesn't uh, say that she's listening to Across 105th Street. Yeah, so. you bet. You bet. <laughs> over and over again, <laughs> at least four to five times, and then she's showing Max Rose the Delphonics, and he's <laughs> buying the CD. And yeah, I love yeah, yeah. Like, that scene. Rocks. That's like one of the best scenes in the movie is when he goes and picks out the tape, and then he just like puts it in the car and like kind of starts humming along a little bit <laughs> to it. Later, <laughs> Sam Jackson like gets in the car he's like i didn't know you liked the delphonics <laughs> and he's just like i do now they're not bad i love they're that not bad. i love how big a part of the movie that is <laughs> that he's simping for this woman yeah. so hard so uh jackie brown gets arrested ordell asks max to transfer the money i don't really get how that exactly works but the money he gave him to bail out beaumont yeah he should have changed because because beaumont died so he didn't jump his bail 
and I guess that means that like Max gets his money back for the bail, and so Sam should get his money back. I see. Mm-hmm. But instead, he just, he's like, "Hey, just hang on to it. Just put it onto the next one. So I'm going to bail this person go out." Go get too. Jackie Brown then, out. So, so then he gets Jackie Brown out and immediately falls in love with her on first sight. First he's sight. just like, "This woman is incredible." Great scene. It's okay love to be watching in your him 40s. As far as why <laughs> Odell is using a bail bondsman for this, is this basically just is the idea that like, okay. I'm not seen picking up this guy that I'm yep. about to go murder. Okay. Exactly. Right. It's, it's putting a bit of space between him sure. and the murder he's going to do. He okay. has a great excuse, too, about like, well, because I'm a black man, they're going to take me for everything I'm worth. Yeah. And then the other guy's just like, yeah, sure. And then Chris <laughs> Tucker is immediately murdered. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the famous scene in Crash where Ludacris is explaining. <laughs> you know why they put us on the bus? <laughs> it's like a fish tank or whatever. I've I've never seen Crash. I did. My little brother was watching it when I was like in college. I was home and he was watching it with a bunch of friends. And I walked downstairs to go into the kitchen and I see them watching this movie and all I hear is Matt Dillon talking to a black woman going like, I just wonder what more qualified white man could do your job better. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? At first I'm laughing. <laughs> and like, and like Twelve teens like look back at me, really pissed off. <laughs> like not taking this movie seriously. <laughs> no, that was the right reaction. That was it's right like reaction. that for like two full hours. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. So anyway, uh, they fall in love. She takes his gun. Lots of basically the whole opening of this movie, the first like hour and a half of this movie, is setting up what they're going to do and how Jackie Brown is going to get out of this mess she's gotten herself in where yeah. the cops want her to turn over Ardell. She's afraid to do that because she doesn't want to get murdered. Get murdered. So her plan is to do this whole thing where she does a practice run of delivering money to Ordell so the cops can see how it works. She hands off the money in a, in a mall. And then they do a real one where it's going to be a lot more money. She lies and says it's $50,000. Yeah, it turns so, out to be $500,000. So the, the plan is that she's got this like decoy drop that she shows the cops how she does. But then she tells Ordell that they're going to do a secondary drop that's earlier where she's going to pass all the money and then the decoy money is going to get sacrificed but then she herself she sneakily tri- is like there's back. a third one where I'm going to drop all the real money and then I'm going to drop the fake money and then I'm going to drop the decoy money. So I paused the movie 90 minutes in this morning because it I'm jet lagged and it was like 7am and I was mm-hmm. like I should brush my teeth um <laughs> Uh, but there's a very interesting tension that they set up that clearly like demarcates the beginning of like, and now we're doing the heist where you're right. Cause I was explaining this to my wife who had just woken up and I was like, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to go back to jail, but she has a deal with Samuel Jackson that if she does, she'll get a hundred thousand dollars for every year served where she keeps her mouth shut. And then she's playing off him with the cops saying that she's going to just deliver him directly to them in exchange for not ruining her life and sending her to jail for 10 years. And then as a third angle, um, uh, what's her name? Melanie, the white girl who lives Bridget with, Fonda. who's like um, Bridget Fonda. She's Samuel Jackson's girlfriend, not girlfriend. And she's openly talking in the house. Like I'm going to rip Samuel Jackson off. I'm just going to go steal the money out from under <laughs> him. Cause I think he's a dick. Yes. Uh, she rocks in this, by the way. She gets <laughs> high all day in like very dangerous situations. Yeah, I like my. I like the line where Sam Jackson is like, "That drug is gonna rob you of your in, uh, ambition." Ambition. Yeah. She's like, "Not if your ambition is to get high and watch TV all day." <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, she's great. 
and respect. Really, the whole thing is kind of working out for Sam Jackson until he relies on Melanie for one minute. Exactly. And then his life is ruined. Well, it's so funny, too, because it's like she says right at the beginning of the movie, more or less, she's just like, he's fucking dumb. He's not really a big time arms dealer. He's doing fine. But I mean, like these numbers aren't huge. He's got half a million dollars. You know? Right. It's not and like, I was thinking about that as I was watching the movie because it's 1997. This movie comes out. And I'm like. I guess that's kind of a lot of money. It's but kind of a lot of money, but I guess it's not it'd like, like... It'd be like having a million dollars now or something like maybe. that. Maybe like 1.5 or whatever, which is a lot of money, no doubt, but it's not like never work again in the rest of your life money. It's not like, you know... I think know, it's probably middling change for the arms dealing. Like, you're going to yeah. go to prison for your life if you get caught. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like he's sort of on the lower rung of arms dealing. Yeah, yeah um, and he's such a great guy, too. Yeah. It's hard to see. Yeah. But I was going to say, it's like it's so funny how, like, at the beginning, she's already saying, like, he's just kind of this rinky-dink, whatever, like, not serious arms dealer. And then, like, the first time that we see him set up the scheme where Jackie's gonna like go do the decoy run or whatever and he's like I'll send somebody I'll send somebody don't worry and he sends like this like dumbass woman because <laughs> Jackie's yelling at him she's like speak. do not send a crack hoe out to meet me and then this woman who's just like shivering at the mall is like, <laughs> it has to be told to eat because she looks so scared to be there and yeah that's the first run and yeah. we get a nice little setup earlier for her where he's like oh that like you know the surfer girl is just some bitch that I have set up in this apartment I got bitches all over the place he's like this one woman I found at a truck stop in Georgia (laughs) who I have set up in Compton and then we meet her her name is Sharonda Sharonda, Sharonda. great recurring gag at Sharonda's house where people keep showing up there and going how do you live like this this is some repugnant shit There's so many good lines in this yeah, movie. Yeah, Sharon is in the uh, is in the Goofy movie meme. <laughs> yes, exactly. Bitch, you live like this. <laughs> Sam Jackson's in the like onk jacket. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, so at the end of the movie, there's multiple different views. They do the fun. Uh, Quentin Tarantino signature of like going back in time and like yeah. moving around at, but only at the end the rest of the movie is fairly straightforward and they do it really nicely in this where it's not like it's not just out of order for the sake of intrigue or whatever it's like really showing you like here it is from a different perspective showing you a different guy's you know view of what happened here right. which and, is like a classic you know slo- heist movie thing and slowly rolling out what actually happened um, because you don't know. And it is kind of complicated. So that all was really fun. Once that starts, the movie really picks up. And then we get, um, like we already explained, Jackie triple crosses everybody, mm-hmm. has Max pick up the real money. It's It would take too long to explain yeah. how the whole thing works. But watch the movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, Max picks up the real money and leaves. Uh, everyone else... Uh, Robert De Niro shoots Bridget Fonda for being annoying. Yeah. Uh, so relatable. So, and then, <laughs> it is, like, and again, and like, then Samuel not, Jackson shoots Robert De Niro for for also being annoying. Not not to belabor the point, but I cannot emphasize enough how much it unfolds in exactly this way in the book, where it's just like <laughs> Lewis is, is this guy that you like and is like cool for like ninety percent of the book, and then all of a sudden this woman just annoys him for a bit, and he's just like, you know what? <laughs> Bam! Like, <laughs> yeah, and Sam Jackson's like, 
You couldn't like hit her. Yeah, you could just beat her a little bit. You couldn't slap her once. Well, you and had it to does shoot like, her it, twice. It unlocks these all these rage issues with him, where like they have a and, and yeah, it's I don't know, it's it's a really good book. And there's but, a great there's a great scene when you know in that same sequence where where Sam Jackson is like, you couldn't have just hit her. You couldn't have just like dragged her into the car or whatever. Like, and then he. What is it? It's like after the revelation that like he just completely bungled the whole thing and like didn't get the money or anything. And he's just like, "What happened to you? You were beautiful. You were beautiful, oh, yeah. man. You were beautiful. Yeah, that shoots him in the head. What a fucking line. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Just like kill it. He just murders this woman for no reason, and it is the most realistic heist uh, uh, scene <laughs> depicted in any movie. Yeah. Uh, she is being very annoying, and I, she's being mean for no reason. And you well, get not no reason. I mean, he's a dumbass, and he's been mean to her, and, yeah. and well, he's all he nervous. loses the car. <laughs> well, he's all nervous and, and like over. Like, I, I that's the one thing I don't like about this movie, or the one thing I don't like about that scene mm. is that when they get there, all of a sudden he's really mean yeah. in a way that he mm-hmm. has never yep. been, and it's like, why are you being that way? And I guess it's because he's supposed to be nervous or like. Well, and they're late. And, he's supposed you know, to be the doing. Whole thing yeah. relies he's stressed on it, and stuff, you know? but it's well, like there's, I, there's it, this other undercurrent of like, oh yeah, he's this ex-con who's always had this darkness in him, and it's just sort of yeah. been hiding, you know, whatever. And now it's coming to the surface. And the ex-con thing is important too because it's like if the if this plan gets fucked up, he's going to go back to prison, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I took yeah. that whole thing to be much more revelatory about her because you're kind of on her side the whole time because Samuel L. Jackson's so annoying. But then the second you see the minute he asked her to do one thing, she just fucks up everyone's yeah. day yeah. <laughs> is such a bitch about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh yes everyone is mean in this movie and very evil <laughs> and very selfish uh all those people jackie brown no max no well she's um, quick as a whale she's quick mm. <laughs> that's true so anyway we get to the end and all, the heist has happened max is holding the money in his safe at his apartment. Ordell has sort of figured out what happened uh, that Jackie Brown triple crossed him. And Jackie is like, or Max goes to meet Ordell and is like, listen, here's what actually happened. We planned all this to give you the money because we had all these reasons because of the ATF, because of the LAPD. We knew we couldn't do it the way we told you we were going to do it. So we're going to give you all the money except for the, what we agreed upon. I fucking love the way he plays that scene too, where it's just it like makes this, a lot of sense. this intense, like high end, and he's just sort of like the same thing as like when he's talking about paperwork in the fucking bail bonds office. Yeah, where yeah. He's like, oh, I mean, hey, we're gonna, we want to give you the money, all right? We're just gonna <laughs> head over here. Another <laughs> top line in this too, again, because I saw this like three hours ago. Is Sam- <laughs> Samuel Jackson hears this whole spiel and is like, my ass may be dumb, but I'm not a dumb ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it does seem like they're setting him up and it seems like they ripped him off which yeah they which definitely they are, did, they yeah. did. <laughs> but the, but he has no choice i mean what is he gonna do like right. the money is not with him and he wants it <laughs> right and so they have to they make him go to his office where jackie is there and they're gonna he's like if anyone is there if that big black guy is there I'm going to kill you first. Yeah. And then I'm going to torture Jackie Brown to open the safe. It's such a good, like, 
it's such a good indicator of kind of like where this movie's at too where like in another tarantino movie like other characters in tarantino movies would just be like would just hear him kind of like explain this whole thing and be like okay i'm just gonna kill you and then just figure this out like another way like this is the only movie of his where they're all these kind of like low stakes very very real grounded people where he's like well i don't know what else to fucking do i'm just gonna threaten him different i don't know (laughs) maybe this will work he has some great threatening in this film (laughs) so they get into the office and the LA, the ATF is there, right? Yeah. And uh, they light him up on sight. <laughs> they light him up on sight. I love that. I love that they have they have Jackie just like practicing her quick draw, and then clearly at some point she's like, I can't nah, do nah, this. Nah, yeah, that's not gonna, gonna work. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton is a murderer. So yeah, he and so they they shoot Ordell, and uh, Jackie hands over the fifty thousand that she told him it would be. And now she has $450,000. And that's how that whole thing wraps up. And then they have a sweet goodbye with her and Max. What do um, you guys think about this? So she's going to Spain and she invites him and he won't go. I Well, yeah. he wants to. Well, he, that's the thing. Like, why he, doesn't he go? He, I don't know. He's like, no, <laughs> it's uh, like, I think there's, a, I think the context to me reads very, reads very much like him being like, yeah, she's just playing me this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, and then, uh, like, as soon as she gets in the car and drives away, it was like, oh, but that pussy, though. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I think he's like... I could have been gripping. <laughs> <laughs> he's being sort of, like, responsible. Like, he has this business. Yeah. He has, you know, what is he going to do? Just, like, leave? Well, he talks about leaving the business, and then she has one line that's like, are you scared of me? And he does, like, a little, which I think he's playing off as a joke, but is like, you maybe should be scared of her, because yeah. so many people I don't just think he, died in a row. I don't like, think so. I mean, she just played everything every single person that she ever knew and was involved with yeah. and then like got $450,000 and he's like, do I trust you to just be like, yes, I'll enjoy your $450,000 because I'm some like nerd white guy who yeah. helped you. Like, I don't get it. I mean, I, he's I, I in love with her for sure. But I, I mean, she comes up and kisses him, but he, you know, yeah, he's the only witness to what she did. She's the only person. He's the only person who knows what happened for real and he's a loose end and he knows that and, and he's known her for like two days yes. and a bunch of people died and, and, and he <laughs> watched her he watched her masterfully perfectly trick absolutely everybody yeah. in yeah. different ways with everybody and he's like no i don't really trust you to get into a car and go to an airport with you what are you crazy right no she's pretty much the death note guy yeah so yeah. i mean he's also and besides all of that he already has his life set up he mm-hmm. has a good decent living yeah. so he's just alone but you know what gripping. <laughs> but you know what gripping. That's so, true. Yeah, it, it, it. I think it makes a lot of sense that he's really torn, uh, because he could have this great life with a hot lady who he loves, uh, but is very dangerous. Or he could stay and, you know, just be do what he was doing, uh, and have a reasonable life in Los Angeles or wherever they are. Yeah. And that's sort of the. And the that's end. the end. He walks away out of focus and. That's it. We don't know. Maybe he tracks her down later. and Maybe. Maybe he doesn't. We all agree he's got to go to Spain. <laughs> Get out there, So Max that's Jackie Cherry. Brown. Uh, I think it's really interesting. It's very... It, uh, my impressions of this movie were... Honestly, it felt a little long. 
Like it mm. felt a little Absolutely. flabby. Two, a little it's long. like two and a half hours. Yeah, like two it, and a half hours. I, put it on, I, I rented it on YouTube and I started it and I was like, oh yeah, this will be like a fast 90 minute thing. It was like, no. wait, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. same thing. I, I, I watched it. I watched the first 90 minutes like you did and I took a break because I was like, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed and then I watched the rest the next day. It's too long. It's definitely too long. Yeah. I think I, I when I was younger, when I was in high school, I said this was my favorite Tarantino movie and then it, it did get replaced by Inglorious Bastards, which I still think is his best movie mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of what's good about that movie is what's good about this movie is that the relationships are interesting the characters are interesting and a lot of the best scenes are people sitting around talking mm-hmm. and yeah. you see those characters like bloom and evolve uh and there's a lot of tension in those scenes yeah um and i think that's what's good about this one but the first two hours almost like an hour and a half are just to set up this one ending big scene and there's just too much fat on this it's, thing. It, when you frame it that way, it makes it almost sound like Tarantino watched Clerks. It was like, no, I'm going to do this right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he might have. <laughs> I don't, well, what you're describing, this movie is just a big, beautiful woman. And you got to <laughs> be ready. You got to be ready for a lot of women. For all those curves. <laughs> That's true. Are there any Tarantino movies that are 90 minutes, though? Uh, I think Reservoir Dogs is short. Yeah, maybe. I don't they're really all know. long, I think. They're all pretty long. They're all long. pretty long, and they keep getting longer. That's yeah, for yeah. damn sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think this one's my favorite. We have favorite. some major inflation happening. <laughs> Just because I really like... Reservoir Dogs is 99 minutes. Okay, oh, wow, that's pretty short. Pulp Fiction is almost... Is, a, is long. It's like two and a half, yeah. Kill Bill, obviously, is four long. hours long. Yeah. Uh, Death Proof might be short. Kill Bill is four hours long across both movies, right? That's yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a two-hour, two-hour thing. I I like that the movies are different, and it's not just like, uh, yeah, like really Guy right. Ritchie or whatever has mm-hmm. made the same movie 100 times. Yeah. yeah. And so people are like... I, and what a movie. And what a film. <laughs> what if British men punched? Um, <laughs> what if Jason Statham had an attitude? <laughs> what if a gypsy had a gun? What then... <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, I like that these are all different and I don't think this was my favorite cause I think I like kill bill cause there's like less plot and more just stabbing in a way that I think <laughs> is cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's why I don't like it. Hmm. Not a, disagree. not a big fan. There's really of, nothing you can I mean, say think, to that. I think no, that's no, fine. I mean, I'm like, not a fan. I, I, I don't, I think that it's his most like, aesthetically visually yeah. interesting like he's trying he's not trying to do this he's trying to do that right. and i think if you like that it's astounding it's it's four hours of like visually bombastic interesting stuff it's I, just and seeing them all me. together is kind of really interesting now too that like you know jackie brown is so grounded and so like you know simple and straightforward and it's sandwiched between pulp fiction which is like this like you know mixed up all sorts of like messed you know uh plot lines and whatever that all are in different time sequences and whatever and then kill bill which is just like a comic book mixed with 20 other comic books yeah <laughs> you know and yeah. like just seeing jackie brown in the middle of that is like absolutely fucking fascinating that does- almost makes me wonder if like the the like the performance of this movie at the box office was part of like what prompted kill bill to happen is like did this not do well? I don't think it did well. No. Yeah, it's. I think it's his it least. It made seventy four on twelve, so it's like it okay. Did, it did okay. It did okay. Um, it's a clean clock. It's an adult aging black people movie, so yeah. it like kind of make. It's kind of incredible that it did as well as it did. Honestly, mm. it is so good though. 
Um, it is really, really good. I think I definitely, I don't think I put it at number one, but I put it pretty, pretty high up there. I mean, it does, like, you're talking about, like, the sort of bombastic Tarantino versus, like, the talky Tarantino. That does seem like why Inglorious Bastards is the one that everybody seems to sort of agree on, because it mm. is, it's like, it, well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, what, 90 minutes of, like, the talky shit, and then it's, like, a gigantic set piece ending full of bullshit. Yeah, where you literally get to just kill Hitler at the yeah, end. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, it's, it's. I think that's why Jackie Brown. So, or uh, Django is good. I think Django mm. is. I need to see Django. I've never seen it. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah, you should yeah, come yeah. on again. Come back, <laughs> come back <laughs> yeah. again for Django. Sure. Yeah, uh, we're watching you're that. You're gonna love next it. I think maybe next week or the next week. David, yeah. you're yeah. gonna love it. Um, it's great. It's. Uh, I saw that on opening weekend. Mm-hmm. I was the only white person in the theater, <laughs> and it was fucking amazing. Yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. it on opening weekend, and then I went back a week later um, and saw it a second time. It's yeah, like the only just, one of the only movies I've ever done that with. Uh, just cheering in my theater so much halfway fun. through the so much. Fun. I did that for Never Back Down. <laughs> 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 I like that they fight on the cars. My man loves Tatum. <laughs> it's uh, not. Cha- it's not. It's not Channing Tatum. It's not Channing Tatum. It's just a different hot guy oh, wow. who's not in that, any more that movies. That seems mm. like such a. Cha- Channing Tatum movie. I don't they know. got a bunch of them out there. It's Tinsel Town. <laughs> so I, I think Jackie Brown is definitely uh, a good movie. I think it's pretty simple. Uh, it's not uh, you know trying to say much about anything. It's just a fun little heist movie. Yeah. And I think it, it, it's it lowers a few points for me just for being kind of flabby and taking itself very seriously, even though. It is kind of should just be a fun. It, this should be a much tighter fun movie. Mm-hmm. And I think whenever you're watching this movie and you're kind of bored, it's it's like, why but, am I bored for this? Yeah. Um, and it's, but I definitely recommend it. It's so interesting. Uh, well, to me at least, the um, c- thinking about this movie in the terms of other like Elmore Leonard stuff that has gotten turned into. Like if you think about this compared to like Get Shorty uh-huh. mm. uh, or or Be Cool or even like Justified, like all the stuff that is like. So punch it like the taking like you can see the elements of that running through this movie like I mean he it's a beat for beat recreation of the book but also but with that like Tarantino spice on it is just so I don't know there there's something very I, I, like there's a reason I think this is the most popular adaptation that they've done out of yeah all of it. for sure I think. I think there's something interesting too in in seeing Tarantino like work with something that's already mostly done, yeah. you know, and you kind of get to see him like work on other parts of his game where like a lot of times it feels like with Kill Bill and stuff like that, like he he focuses so much on like writing in all this pastiche and whatever and writing in all these characters and stuff. It's kind of nice to see him just be like like really stand back and be like Jackie Brown has a mug collection. <laughs> Let's go ahead and like really focus in on that, you yeah. know. And like it's it's imbued with a lot of warmth and humanity that his other work kind of is. And I think that's Absolutely. why a lot of the people who put this at number one uh, had it surpassed by Hollywood, is because Hollywood's the only other one that's like that, where it's just yeah, like yeah. super super warm, and that's like most of what the movie is. And then they kill uh, those women, <laughs> the, at Char- the, end. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Charlie girls. <laughs> with like a soup can, right? Like, yeah, with a soup can and, and, and a with dog a flame and a flamethrower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually re- uh, was watching the Joe Rogan interview with uh, Quentin Tarantino, and they talk for like half an hour about Chaos by Tom O'Neill. Oh, really? And Tarantino's <laughs> like, I read that after I made this movie, and then I had to write the book, so it was like different because <laughs> I learned all this stuff about the CIA, and wow. I was like, damn, I wish I could have seen that movie. Damn. If he just re- released that book a couple of years earlier, I would have liked. <laughs> This movie a lot more. <laughs> wow. Um, that's very sad. Uh, but, Alex, do you recommend this movie? 
Oh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> I just watched it this morning. It's awesome. <laughs> is this the first time you've seen it? No, it was the second time. Okay. I didn't want to rewatch it because I saw it kind of recently. And I was like, oh. I know it's long. But then I was watching it. I was like, yeah, I love this. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we all recommend it. Yeah, yes, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a great movie. I think it was, I mean, it's after Pulp Fiction, which I haven't seen in a long time. But I know it. I'm pretty sure I like um, and would recommend. I so enjoyed it more than Mondo Carne, which is what I watched <laughs> last time I was here. Meat World. Yeah, Meat World. Uh, <laughs> you said Carne. Whatever. <laughs> Carne. Dogs. I turned dogs were. I turned that shit off. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't actually watch it. You no, watched I watched it. 10 minutes. I was like, this sucks. I'm not watching it for a podcast. That was absolutely one of the funniest moments of the entire podcast, probably. It was your revelation at the end of the episode. It was not. He was like halfway through. Yeah. And then going back to things you'd said and being like, oh, yeah, he did just avoid every question. <laughs> I stand by my comments. Well, All right. really, really pulled a David Spector on that episode. Check out Jackie Brown. All right. That has been... Jackie Brown for the Dark Council's Tarantino Month. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Generation Loss. If you'd like to hear more of our show, you can go to patreon.com slash generation loss and sign up to have a free episode, a, a bonus episode. Bonus episode. It's not free. You it's pay for free, it. It's not free. You got to pay for it. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll talk about the movie news. We'll talk about movie trailers. We'll talk about your emails and the places you live. And if you're at the Sopranos <laughs> tier, you can... Vote on what show we'll be watching. And this month, it is Rome. Season HBO. two of HBO's <laughs> Rome, which we're all looking forward to. <laughs> which me and That's Jeremy have definitely watched some of. <laughs> that is definitely already cracked that, baby. <laughs> is, is that the show where, like, in season two, the main character died and they had to, like, rework the entire fucking... No, that was the Spartacus show. Never that mind. was yeah, Spartacus. No. Was like, the main character did talking. die, as in Julius Caesar. died in the Senate. Who cares about him? Him. We have Varenus and Pulo. I know. I'm, I'm really hoping hoping that we get a lot more of them. But by the yeah. way, spoilers for antiquity. What's antiquity? Oh, it's the past in general. <laughs> classical era of civilization. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you can't yeah. spoil that. Anyway, uh, that's uh, Sopranos tier. You can vote on that, and you can join the Dark Council there too if you'd like. You can follow me uh, at Jen Lost Pod, and then follow us individually from there. And until next time. That's movies. movies. <laughs> Good job, guys. I was the first brother of five Doing whatever I had to do to survive I'm not saying what I did was all right Trying to break out of the ghetto was a day-to-day fight Being down so long, getting up to the cost of mine I knew there was a better way of life And I was just trying to find You don't know what you do Until you put on a pressure Across 110th Street Is a hell of a tester Across 110th Street